Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation? Welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I'm David Harrison. My co-host James Yarko will be joining us shortly. Both of us cover your Tampa Bay Buccaneers for SB Nations, BucksNation.com. And when we aren't there or here, you can find us on Twitter at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, at Locked on Bucks, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Real quick, before we get into today's episode, we asked you guys at the end of last week to help push us over the 1,000 subscriber mark, and you did exactly that. So on behalf of James Jarko and myself, we would like to thank all of you, of course, for continuing to support us, supporting the show the way that you have over the years. It is it is truly amazing and a true blessing you all have been to us over the years. And look, if you haven't checked out the show on YouTube, what are you waiting for? We, we definitely want to invite you over to come check out everything happening over at Locked on Bucks on YouTube. We thank you. For making Locked On Bucks first listen of the day, if you choose to listen, or your first view of the day, if you choose to view, and especially if you choose to do both, we love you all out there equally. Today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts now. The big news over the weekend, of course, the retirement of offensive lineman Ali Mart's Marpet. What a a very stunning, a very shocking, and a very sad. Development: Ali Marpet retiring from the National Football League from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, announcing it on Instagram, stating clearly Instagram not the place you know to to best do it, but the place he chose to do it. Seven years in the NFL, hard to believe that it's actually been seven years. To be honest with you, Super Bowl champion just got done with his first Pro Bowl season. Uh, Ali Marpet deciding to hang it up, announcing it again during or via Instagram, rather writing on the Instagram post quote. After seven formidable years with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I've come to the decision to retire from the game that has given me so much. This organization and the people surrounding it have helped not only fulfill a dream, but also helped build me into the person I am today. I've made Tampa Bay my home, and I look forward to serving this community in the coming years. To the coaches and teammates, family and friends, an Instagram post simply can't express the profound impact you've had on me. I'm eternally grateful. Thank you, Tampa Bay. End quote. Uh, yeah, it, it, it hurts just up front, you know, Hobart's Hobart's greatest Ali Marpet. I remember when he was drafted and small school guy, a lot of people kind of, some people were kind of high on him, but you have to admit that it was more hype than knowledge. Uh, some people kind of saying, who is this guy? I remember once uh, I was in the airport actually on my way to Tampa to cover, uh, an event and, and there was a pilot waiting to catch a flight. He was off shift. He was catching a flight somewhere. Uh, and he asked me, you know, what we got to talk in and, and, you know, one thing led to another, and he actually knew Ali Marpet. His son played at Hobart, was friends with Ali, uh, so he kind of shared some stories. Just just uh, an all-around good dude, uh, good good type of person that you want to see be successful, and that's exactly what he was. Now, for the business side of things, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, potentially losing 60% of their offensive line, uh, including arguably two of their best members. I think Tristan Wirfs, obviously, with an all-pro ca- campaign, uh, you kind of have the the accolades and all that, but Ryan Jensen with his tenacity uh, and his ferociousness on the field, Alex Kappa kind of coming out of nowhere uh, to be to be a stud for the unit. Then Ali Marpet, I mean, he started off as a right guard, 
played center, moved to left guard, the versatility and the willingness to do whatever his team needed to be done. I mean, be- between that fight, between that underdog mentality in Kappa, and between uh, that, that, that just kind of, I want to call it a wholesome, right? Like that kind of wholesome uh, goodness that you get. I mean, just a lot of things missing from this offensive line potentially. And, of course, the question is going to be, does this ramp up just how much the Buccaneers go after retaining Ryan Jensen or Alex Kappa, helping them to do either or both of those things? Is the fact that Cap that Marpet's retirement will clear $10 million in cal- salary cap space for 2022 as long as it's made a post-June 1st designation similar to Tom Brady's post-June 1st designation? Zero reason uh, to think that either of those things will not happen. Of course, teammates and fans alike on Instagram, on social media, expressing their gratitude and love for Ali Marpet. We are going to get into more next episode. James and I are going to talk a little bit more about how the Buccaneers might replace Ali Marpet, some ideas uh, for what might happen there with some of the off- upcoming offseason events and, of course, the NFL draft. Of course, those teammates and my, myself, not the only people who are uh, having co- having thoughts or, or want to share comments about Ali Marpet's retirement. So let's kick it over right now to Tyler out in Boston, who shared some thoughts with us via the voicemail line. What's up, boys? Ty from Boston. Just wanted to chime in real quick and congratulate Ali Marpet on a uh, career well done. Um, you know, I was becoming more hyper-focused uh, on the 2015 draft when we had the first overall pick. And, you know, I remember h- taking him out of the second pick and uh, thought, okay, yeah, we're going to start building up this line. And sure enough, he was part of that line that helped us win the Super Bowl. Um, he had a great rookie year, uh, well-deserved Pro Bowl, probably deserved more than one Pro Bowl in my opinion. But I thought he was, uh, you know, just a great part of the team. And I'm very uh happy that he will have retired in a Bucks uniform, have only worn a Bucks uniform. So congrats on the retirement. Happy trails. Go Bucks. We are going to try and get James here for segment two today. And in the meantime, maybe you want to give Built Puffs a try because if you haven't tried Built Puffs, you're missing out on one of the best tasting Built Bar products around. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat and they're covered in 100% Real chocolate puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors like churro, coconut, marshmallow, banana, cream pie. All of them so good. They're going to be your new favorites. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, including puffs. They're all low-calorie, high-protein. You replace your candy bar with them. They're better, while a typical candy bar will have anywhere from two to 300 calories. They're delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If you think a flavor might be good, they're probably going to make it, and it's going to be delicious because at Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it delicious first, then they figure out how to make it healthy, and they make it work every single time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks again, Bucks fans, for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. Make sure you're also following Locked On NFL, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Lots of talk going on, James, about the next quarterback, who that's going to be. Some believe it could be Kyle Trask, or maybe it should be Kyle Trask. The Buccaneers use their second round pick in 2021 to take the Florida Gator quarterback, potentially to be the quarterback of the future. But is 2022 the future they imagine? Because, James, I think it was meant to be 2023 at the earliest. Joshua Gardner on Twitter, James, hit us up and asked us a question. He said, would love to hear your takes on this recurring thought that he has. B.A. has his quarterback. 
He drafted Trask knowing he would have at least one season to mold him that coming in 2021. Trask got to work with Clyde Christensen. He got to pick Tom Moore's brain. He got to learn from Tom Brady. We haven't seen him in a year. Brady gets more of the credit essentially for the Super Bowl win maybe than B.A. does. And Josh wonders if B.A. wants to prove that he is indeed a quarterback or the quarterback whisperer. James, your thoughts on Bruce Arians pulling a Bill Belichick wanting to prove he can do it without Tom. Now. Yeah, I mean, expert analysis only okay. found here at the Lockdown Books podcast, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. All right, I, I guess I shouldn't say no to that. He he can show that he can do it without Tom. He's not going to show that he can do it with Kyle Trask. That's the difference. Like he could do it with Russell Wilson. He can do it with Deshaun Watson. He can do it with you know, Derek Carr. Uh, he's not doing it with Kyle Trask. And and look, Kyle Trask was drafted to be a guy to sit and and develop, right? And I think at the time of the pick, we all kind of truly in our heart of hearts believed that we had two more years of Tom Brady in Tampa. So you're thinking you have two years to draft, develop, and, and prepare Kyle Trask for potentially being the quarterback of the future. Well, that timeline just got sped up. Now you have Bruce Arians in a situation, and David, you and I have been pretty steadfast in our belief that this is it for Bruce Arians. This is going to be his final year. The yeah. team has an option for 2023, um, but I, I think this is the end for Bruce Arians. He's not going to hitch his wagon and and go into the 2022 season, which is likely his last one, trying to get one more Super Bowl win before he retires and he's going to put Kyle Trask under center to accomplish those goals. I just do not see it happening. Could I be wrong? Absolutely. Happens all the time. My wife is happy to remind me of when I am wrong, but I just... As am I. Yeah. Well, and as is David. But Trask is not the guy for 2022. Like you said, David, it's 2023 at the earliest, but if they're going after a Deshaun, if they're going after a Russ, if they're going after one of these veteran quarterbacks that could put them in championship contention this year, that's also going to be their quarterback in 2023. So I think the the situation with Trask is he's going to end up a backup unless he gets an opportunity to, you know, compete to be a starter elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't see it in the cards for, for Kyle Trask in 2022. It's just, you know, for, for a lot of the reasons that we've kind of already stated, Bruce Arians, again, not looking to rebuild, uh, you know, it, Yes, he may have possibly been building, right? Kyle Trask for the for the last year, got that. But you don't truly start to develop a quarterback until they can start getting live reps. That's that's incredibly important. Um, the other part of that is Bruce Arians knows how complicated his system is and how difficult it is for veteran quarterbacks to learn. Uh, he's not going to want to put that on a young guy. And all, the, the, the other thing I think everybody has to remember, too, is Bruce Arians. And it, this kind of goes back to the quote unquote report about Bruce Arians, and Tom Brady and Byron Leftwich having tension. Bruce Arians isn't as hands on as a lot of head coaches are and historically are by design uh, because of, of his health concerns and, and what he's gone through in the past. And now with Byron Leftwich potentially getting a head coaching job, right? Bruce said he was going to go back to play calling, which means he's probably going to be more involved in the game planning in the day to day offensive development, which means some other responsibilities would go to Harold Goodwin, I assume, but that's not going to happen. So Byron is still going to be in there developing the game plan. Byron is still going to be calling the plays. So BA, as much as he is 
quarterback whisper, which by the way, I've got a book up here somewhere mm-hmm. in that in that stratosphere. He already is a quarterback whisper. Like that's that's done. That's that's been shipped. It's been sold. Like millions worldwide have read the book that Bruce Arians is the quarterback whisperer. He has nothing to prove. Um, but but I think it is an interesting conversation because I mean you go back to the Patriots days. That's always been the conversation, right? Is it Brady? Is it Belichick? Is it more one or the other? Or is it a 50-50 split? And then Brady wins the Super Bowl and everybody says, oh, it must have been Brady. So I get the thought process on it that, you know, maybe B.A. now wants to show that it's also him. But I don't think anybody's really questioning Bruce Arians' credentials as a head coach, as a quarterback, you know, expert, as, as, a, as an offensive mind. Um, I don't think that's the problem at all. I think the hurdle that the Buccaneers are looking to get over is winning another ring for Bruce Arians before he retires. And just like Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks, just like Corbin pointed out, which has me firmly in the belief that Russell Wilson ain't going nowhere, uh, they're not going to do it with Kyle Trask. They're not going to do it with the Taylor Heineke. They're not going to do it with anybody but the best quarterback they can get. And there are a lot of names to go through before you get to Kyle Trask. So if Kyle Trask is a starting quarterback, uh, uh, all Gator fans and, and specifically – uh, to, to you, Joshua, for, for saying the question, which, we, of course, we appreciate. It's going to be because he had to beat out at least two veteran quarterbacks. I would say worst case or best case scenario for Kyle is Blaine Gabbard and Teddy Bridgewater sitting in front of him, and he somehow beats them out. And look, if he beats them out, hey, more power to him. That's that's good on him. Yeah, no no doubt about that. And, and yeah, competition breeds excellence, right? So if he beats out Blaine Gabbard, if he beats out Teddy Bridgewater – I don't know. Does that say more about Kyle Trask or does that say more about Bridgewater and Gabbert? I guess we would find out when the season actually started. But hey, if he beats those guys out, I'm, I'll be super excited to see what he does in the field. Like, that's, that's, that's I'll put it to you that way. 100% fair. 100% fair. So, yeah, I just if I if I were to put money on it, I would say that it's probably not going to be Trask in 2022. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam. Both pro and college hoops in action as we speak from all the latest odds, totals, player performance, props to where the next fired head coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, along with many, many other things. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online where the game starts. Wrapping things up here on a Monday edition of Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko, David Harrison on Twitter at JRCO underscore Bucks at D Harrison 80 Dose. And David, we got ourselves a voicemail from JT in Texas. Now, we are not going to play the voicemail, it is a very long voicemail. And he even called back to say, look, I realized that went really, really long. So if you guys just want to recap it, that's cool. So, JT, that's exactly what we're going to do as he has sent in his offseason blueprint. So we're going to start off with the non-draft components here. Uh, we're going to start off with kind of free agents and and re-signing your own guys. And, and JT says that ultimately he wants Derek Carr but thinks that Carr is going to cost too much in terms of compensation. So he's rolling with Kyle Trask. Forget everything we just said in segment two. JT says, no, no, guys, it's Trask season in Tampa. But he would want to bring Jameis Winston back if the cost was less than $4 million. 
over the cap has his valuation at about $4.84 million. So that's kind of on that cusp there. I I've said it a dozen times. I'll say it probably a dozen hundred more. Jameis Winston is not coming back to Tampa. I don't Listen, for know. the record here. And JT doesn't actually specify whether or not he thinks Kyle or Jameis would be the starter, but he basically says he thinks that Kyle Trask is the guy they're going to bring into the season. And then he wants to bring back Jameis if he can get him for less than four mil. 4.8, like you said, is the valuation. I think that's close enough to four mil, right? We probably make that happen. Yeah. I don't think it's happening either, but I'm all for Jameis coming back. If if no. the Bucks will have him and Jameis is no. open to it, I'm all for it, man. Let's do this thing. Let's bring Jameis back to Tampa. Anyway, back to JT's wow. blueprint. If Jameis comes back to Tampa, you're doing this show by yourself. I did five years of that. I'm not doing it again. Uh, I will, I will, I will carry that burden, sir. But I'm also right. carrying the whole the whole paycheck. Just letting you know. No. <laughs> anyway, I'll I'll be on retainer. <laughs> uh, but beyond beyond Trask and, and Jameis for JT in Texas, he wants Marlon Mack at running back. And David, that's somebody that you and I talked about. We both would love to have Marlon Mack come in. I, I don't know if I would want Mack to be the lead guy at running back, but I certainly want him in in some sort of capacity. I think he could bring a, a different level to the Bucks running back room. Then he wants to re-sign Chris Godwin, Jordan Whitehead, Alex Kappa, Ryan Jensen, and Geo. So a nice little Mac-Geo combo there. I would still want to draft one. Like if, if they sign Marlon Mack, they re-sign Geo. Fournette is no longer an option. You know I want Haskins. You know I want Haskins. I think that would be a, a nice running back core there. Yeah. It, it could be. Um, shout, out to, shout out to JT for the disrespect to Carlton Davis. I mean, I think – this might be the first the first I've heard of Bucks fans say they don't want Carlton Davis to come. I've seen some people who say Carlton Davis is a bigger priority than Chris Godwin. Um, Carlton Davis uh, estimated market value on spot tracks like seventeen million a year. It's like up there. It's right below J.C. Jackson. Like that's yeah. he's going to get broken off if the Bucks yeah. don't reach a deal with them before free agency starts. Yeah. And, and that's money that can be kicked down the can or kicked down the road as much as you need to. But JT also gets into the draft and this is where things get kind of interesting. First round, he says he wants to take wide receiver, Ohio state wide receiver, Chris Olave. If Chris Olave is not available at 27, so not trailing Burks, not any, anybody else, not, not Jahan Dotson out of Penn state. If Chris Olave is not available, that he wants to trade back from 27 into the early part of round two on day two and then net another mid-round pick at the same time for trading back and letting one of those teams come up and get a fifth-year option on a guy. In that second-round trade back, so we're either getting Chris Olave or we're getting a trade back. In that trade back scenario, you get Devontae Wyatt, the defensive lineman out of Georgia with that first pick on day two, which would end up being the Buccaneers' first pick of the NFL draft. And then... He wants you to take that mid-round pick that you got in the first-round pick trade back, package it with your currently existing second-round pick, move up in the second round, and get Logan Hall, defensive lineman, out of Houston and basically uh, address the holes left by not re-signing Indomitian Sue and William Golston. Now, moving into the third round, he eyeballs Jalen Petrie, the defensive back out of Baylor. Uh, I'm a big fan of him. 
Um, I look at him more as a free safety type than I do mm-hmm. a cornerback type, but basically we'll call him DB and we'll let Todd Bowles figure out what to do with him. I think he knows what he's doing. Fourth round, JT wants to go with Sky Moore, kind of an AB mold type of wide receiver coming out of Western Michigan, which is interesting because AB came out of Central Michigan, so uh, keeping it all in the family there. And he said later on he also wants to target Dalvin Cook's brother, Georgia running back James Cook. And so if they if the Bucks were able to find a way to finagle that into the draft class, you would end up with Keyshawn Vaughn, Marlon Mack, Gio Bernard, and James Cook. A lot of shiftiness, a lot of elusiveness potentially. Um, not a whole lot of proven receiving ability. I mean, Gio maybe, but not as much in Tampa as maybe we expected to see in the beginning, James. But a very interesting draft class. Um Overall, I don't I don't hate the double dip on the defensive line, especially if you do lose uh, Sue and if you do lose uh, William Golson. But my concern here right off the bat would be cornerback because yeah. now you got Jalen, 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 uh, Jamel Dean. Jalen Petrie is the rookie, which, again, I view him more as a free safety type. Maybe, you know, maybe. Maybe Todd turns him, into, turns him into a corner, and then SMB is your number two corner. So unless you're going out there and signing a second-wave free agent cornerback, which second-wave free agent cornerbacks typically not going to be your number one guys. Um, my concern is corner. I think if you lose Carlton Davis, you have to try. You have to pray that someone, someone Instagram a video of Ahmad Gardner smoking weed on draft <laughs> night and let him slide to 27 or Kair Elam out of Florida. Uh, there's a, there's another, there's two options really out of Washington. One's like 5'10", so I'm not really a fan of that. I don't think he really fits, but uh, you've got a couple options out of Washington as well. I think you got to address cornerback a little bit earlier than JT does here if you lose Carlton. But look, overall, I mean, you, you, could, you, could, you could cut this any which way you want. Nobody's going to agree on everything, but I think it's a solid plan. Honestly, David, and I don't have the the number right in front of me, but I'm starting to get the feeling that we're going to see Carlton Davis get hit with the franchise tag. I don't think even if even if it's just yeah, to give themselves some time to have basically exclusive negotiating rights through July, I don't think they're in a situation right now where they are going to let Carlton Davis get out the door. You you're not going to franchise Godwin a second year in a row. I, I think Carlton Davis is going to get slapped with franchise tag. And and if nothing else, that gives the Buccaneers another year to prepare. I, I wouldn't hate that move by any means, but I'd like to see Carlton Davis locked in a little bit longer than just the, uh, the one year. It's the yeah. same reason that I, I didn't love the fact that they didn't come to an agreement with Godwin when he was on the franchise tag, but yeah, yeah. It is but a lot is. of times that's what players decide to do is they play on that franchise tag and they they take their risk elsewhere because now the franchise tag is punitive in consecutive seasons. It goes up every year. Right. And you can't just continue to do it. And Carlton Davis would make over $17 million on that one-year deal, injury yeah. or no injury, bonus or no bonus, performance or no performance. And that is the prohibitive nature of the franchise tag. All right. Well, David, it is time to wrap things up here. But – we do have another question of the week. And this is one that is, it, it comes from a couple of conversations that I've had, you know, with a couple of beers sitting around with some buddies, talk, just talking sports. And I'm curious to know, with all the superstars that the Buccaneers have had in their history, from Derek Brooks and Warren Sapp to Tom Brady and Mike Evans, there, there's been plenty of star power in Tampa. However, who is your all-time favorite NFL player 
can never play for your favorite team. I think that always, it's always a fun conversation because it's like, what could have been if this guy had played for my team? So that's what I want to know this week. Who is your all-time favorite player to never suit up for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Joshua Garner's will be a Florida Gator. Probably. Yours will be an Ohio State Buckeye, I'm sure. You don't know that. You don't know me. That is true. Mine will not be an Illini because the best Illini of all time suited up for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Shout out Simeon Rice. Get him in the Hall of Fame. All right, David, we are going to get out of here. We'd like to thank all of you once again for making the Locked on Bucks podcast your first listen or watch of the day. Now make your second listen the Locked on NFL Draft podcast. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It is also free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Shout out to all 1,000 of you that have done so, so far. Let's keep that number rising. We need to pass the Locked On Bills and Locked On Bengals for the uh, the most growth. There's a lot of talk on social media over the weekend about how those two channels have the most growth over the last week. Let's top that. I have faith in you, Bucks fans. So, of course, check that out over at the YouTube channel. If you have questions or topics that you want addressed, go ahead and shoot us an email, lockedonbuckspodcast at gmail.com, or give us a call at 813-444-5341. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another, fire the cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.